Welcome back to another episode of the S3 Podcast. Today, we're just going over some of Mike and Wooly's OG automotive industry stories, some stupid stuff, and one of me super embarrassing at Grid Life. Stay tuned. All right. So, how are we gonna how are we gonna introduce this? Should we start off with your buddy marrying a stripper in Vegas, or should we sure. start with the Slinky Boy? Which one you got? You guys want to go with? I think Mike should start it. I, I feel like you got to ease into this story. Like I just can't <laughs> start with it. Um, so, can you set the stage, Mike? I mean, you were only like twenty. It was your twenty second birthday when it all finally went down. It had been building up for the week of SEMA. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because my 21st birthday while we were there was pretty epic because that was the whole Scion party, which I think we've talked about on this before. All right. Um, R.I.P. Scion. Oh, oh man. yeah. It still hurts. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that happened. Uh, so, so yeah, we, of course, we're trying to outdo ourselves again for my 22nd birthday uh, out there at SEMA. And we had a whole crew of people. I remember that was the year that we kind of had the the place off of the strip, like barely just off the beaten path. And we had a ton of guys in what was basically a gigantic apartment, right? Yes, it was because us, Joey Redmond. Um, we were all Monty was with us. Yeah, we were broke AF, so we realized, <laughs> you know, let's just pile seventeen dudes in this one mm-hmm. little mini condo thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I slept it was on cool. the- it was very much college style. Well, and, and that's to try and set the stage. Like I was kind of fresh off college, you know, I was within a few years. You were like still in college, weren't you, Mike? Sort of. Yes. Yeah, I was a. Yeah, I, I was a senior. So like we're not condoning our behavior by any means, sure. but like we knew how to drink. like at that particular stage of our life we had been training for it to give everybody like a reference point what year is this like 2007 okay 2007 so i had gotten you know we had been doing the magazine for a year it was our second sema my third sema technically but it was our (laughs) second with the magazine so we have like you know seriously 12 to 17 people staying in this in this like two-bedroom little condo um, I was sleeping in the kitchen all week. <laughs> the kitchen <laughs> that sounds like the, the spot to be. I, we I was spooning fine. with uh, Brady every night um, until this story happened. Yeah, okay. So our buddy, Joey Redman, um, who he, he was shooting for S3 a little bit, but he was there with his own thing, um, not with S3. He ran, but, uh, he ran Wrecked Magazine. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, yeah, he was started Wrecked by that point and um, Drift Magazine. Um but uh, so I guess he was texting or something with this chick he knew. And he was like bragging about the fact that she was a porn star, which might be inflating it a little bit. <laughs> like, yeah. But but that was the, the thing, you know, is that is, you know, all week he was like, oh, my gosh, yeah, this girl's saying she's going to come to Vegas or something. And she's a porn star. And I know her. And we're like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like setting the stage for like this super bad type of plot, right? Like it, it was just kind of building up and building up. Um, and I guess speaking of super bad, our buddy Brady like literally is Jonah Hill from yeah. back then. That Jonah that Hill. Jonah Hill. 
Yeah. Back. yeah. Like, I don't know who this new skinny Jonah Hill guy is. Ears. I'm not convinced he's the same person. Our buddy Brady is the real old fat Jonah Hill. I mean, like, to the hair, the spazzy kind of like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, like he was like, literally, I think they modeled super bad after this dude. <laughs> so maybe because he was a larger fellow, he, um, alcohol got to him fast. Like the the guy would you know get get drinking fast. So long story short, this 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 joke about this porn star, you know, and the whole time Brady's sitting there going, "Oh man, I can't wait to meet her," you know, and and so like this is like culminating all week long, and we keep joking about this girl that none of us really think exists. Yeah. So Friday, the last day of SEMA, it's over. Guess who shows up? This and a knock girl. on the door. Knocks on the we, door. We were just starting to pregame because it was the night of my birthday. I remember we were starting to actually like do some real drinking, and then we get real knock on the door. And man, it was actually her. I don't know if she actually did porn. I never really looked into that part of it, but it was an attractive girl at the door to see us. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we go to this Mexican restaurant and, um, and you know, we're, like I said, we're, we're in shape for this. So we're partying, we're getting margaritas and they're coming in, in coconuts and pineapples and all sorts of fun stuff. You know, and we're just having a, a grand old time. Um, I don't know on whose dollar cause we didn't have any, but, um, <laughs> I, I don't know how that happened. We we're having a good time. So, all right, we get done with dinner. And if I'm saying this wrong, correct me, because I might not remember it accurately. I but I remember we're done. We decide to just walk the casinos and walk the strip. So we are just strutting through one of them dang casinos. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember which one, but we're strutting through. And um, you know how they have those, like, you see them in the mall a lot, like those massage chairs, and they try and get you to get yeah, massage yeah. in like, a public place, and it's super awkward. I don't know whoever does it. Well, anyway, he starts talking at our group as we're going by, and we've been drinking, so we decide to engage, you know, and we start messing with these guys, and they have these these little electric impulse things. And Brady and said girl, actress, are, like, vibing at this point, you know? <laughs> like, like it's, they're, they're, they're really clicking. They're, no, I mean, like, I literally really mean... They are just enjoying each other's company. Like, we're all having a great time. But, like, they are kind of, like, literally just having extra fun. And, uh, and so the people... Molly, like, you want to call it. <laughs> I can't say it without... I, it's innocent. But, um, um, so these guys engage us, and we engage back. And they talk about these little electric pulse things that they're, like... Yeah, you know, so it's part of this massage. They were like, but you know what's really cool? If you stick one on you and one on, mm, let's say, this girl right here, and then you two kiss, you, like, feel the electricity. And so, you know, they had stuck one on Brady and one on the girl, and he's like, I mean, I'm down, <laughs> you know? And she was like, okay. And so, like, they went to kiss, but then it was like this, like for real kiss, and everybody got like quiet because you know we were all being loud and became like hardcore making out really <laughs> and fast. And it was like, <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and so huh. he finally, I remember this. He finally comes back to Earth, you know, and he goes, "Let's get married." <laughs> and she goes, "She goes, I'm down." And he was like, 
wait, are you serious? And she goes, yeah, I'll do it. And he was like, I'm not going to miss this chance. Let's get married. You know? And so he's like, right now, right now, right now. And so at that point, it's like full bore. And we're just like riding the energy of it. You know, I don't think anybody really thinks it's going to happen, but it just like turned up the whole thing. Um, so what happened at that point? We started calling everybody we knew that was Yeah, so the first thing we did, we got one of those massive limos. I don't Marty, remember. Marty, Marty did that. Marty, Marty, Marty got us a big limo. Um, and it was one of the, like, the, the, stretch, the stretch F-350s or something. It was ridiculous. Neon lights all over the place. And then me, being the stupid, know-nothing-about-business person I was back at the time, was like, oh, let's get our advertisers out here to hang out with us. It'll be great. <laughs> so I'm just – and I'm sorry – Blake Fuller and everybody else who advertised with us at the time. Yeah, that's the like problem. This. Like, man, I think about Ugh. these old days and it is cringy because <laughs> is. I remember specifically being in the like lobby of the Venetian with just a full 40 ounce, whatever it is, bottle of Grey Goose, <laughs> like just drinking it at that point. Oh I it fully thought the limo just heard about how cool we were and showed up. I didn't know that anybody actually ordered the thing. I, yeah. The most remember, cringy part of that whole trip was the next morning, Cody, who was our art director and one of our business partners at the time, um, like stayed sober and kind of like recorded the entire night and then showed us the footage like first thing (laughs) next morning. And I was just like, oh God. So we're out of business now, right? We're done. (laughs) That's the end of it. What's that? Do we still have any of these advertisers? Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple. It's a matter of fact, we think about people that were in this in this limo with, I think Denofa was in the limo with us. Chelsea um, Denofa? I think so, but it was when he was with, what is it, Drift Brigade. Yeah, it was, it, was in there, Blake Fuller from Braille. He's not there anymore. He sold yeah, the company. Yeah, used to be Blake, Braille, Braille Lottery. There was a bunch of people. like, And Chelsea Denofa, if he was in fact, I think he was there because what's-his-name was there from Drift Brigade. And um, he was- Was it Mike Peters with us? Maybe. I don't know. It was like people that these guys have no idea what we're saying right now. So it doesn't matter. It was basically, yeah, like some of these drift guys, like in the earlier days before, you know, before they had, well, real jobs, you know, know, and and real sponsors and stuff like that. I remember actually seeing J.R. Vaughn, Vaughn Gittin, Mm -hmm. walk into the Venetian. And I remember everybody thought that he was there because he must have heard about us, <laughs> you know, like the limo. Like, like it's thought, over here, man. It's over here. Yeah, we were like, no, oh, it's right here. And he was like, all right, guys. <laughs> yeah. um, Didn't at one point y'all like break into a convenience store and leave money on the counter? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we get in the, let me think about what we Let's keep it chronological. Out. Let's figure well, out yeah. how to tell this story and not criminally indict ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So we get in the limo and we are going to get married. It's full on at that point. Like Brady and this chick are like just making out and it's on. We're picking up people along the way and booze. And then <laughs> that reminds me of a side story where I saw a guy getting in a Mustang and I was like, nice Mustang loser. And he was like, Dude, it's, it's a, a rebel. <laughs> and I was like, that's what they all say. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so we were going to get married. And uh, I remember we went to the, I don't know, like there was the, we went to the first place and it was a no-go. 
like everybody gets out and of course it probably yeah. takes a half hour to get everybody back in the limo and then we go they told, the- us, they told us you guys got to go get a marriage license before we'll do it um but we close soon so make it fast i remember it was something weird like that the whole britney spears story they told us yeah, yeah. i remember there weren't actually 24 hour weddings in vegas anymore yeah. which i couldn't believe but I guess there are, but you have to already have the wedding license and that closes at midnight or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so that ended up killing the wedding because I think we tried, right? We went to like the courthouse or something. I don't know. We, we went were, to the courthouse and they were already closed. The janitor we were, was not happy that we were there beating <laughs> on the window. I know that happened. Uh, and then I know that after that is when we went to said liquor store and... You know, some stuff happened. and See, I don't know what happened because I just walked in and it was unlocked. <laughs> I just walked in. <laughs> but, no, because Marty, Marty, Marty was already in there. And I remember, like, seeing his little, like, shadow, like, running through with, like, a bottle of something. And I was like, what are you doing? Why are the lights off? And then we got over the place closed. And that was, like, an oh, crap moment because that was, like, we're gonna get arrested in Vegas. <laughs> like this is wait, this is this feels wrong. So we ended up. I don't know if we left money or what we did, but we got back on the limo, and uh, we tried one more time to get married. I think, and and then it just wasn't happening. So then, from Wooly's point of view, I ended up with Dan and Tracy at the stratosphere, but I just lay down on the sidewalk outside the stratosphere. And that was kind of the last I remember of it. Was that the night that Tracy was driving that Japanese guy around teaching him, uh, like bad American words and stuff? No. Yeah. She was teaching him how to say, show me your boobies. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the year before that was, uh, the sign. Right, <laughs> that was the sign. <laughs> but, um, for my Atlanta guys, old school Atlanta guys, Dan and Tracy are the ones who stone battleground. Yes. Okay. All right, so the night continued on for Brady and his new friend, and I think they they you know christened their relationship. They consummated the, the non-marriage in the elevator and the hot tub, and the <laughs> and the emergency staircase. <laughs> and apparently, I think that they thought that they were being real sneaky in the hot tub, and it was uh, more like everybody was just taking photos. <laughs> like, I think it was not sneaky at all. It was very, very obvious. Um, yeah. I didn't put soap in here, but it's foaming. <laughs> Dude. And then, so then the next day, we all kind of get up and get to the airport, and I just, I, you know, I'm getting filled in with details, and, and Brady, I wish you guys could meet Brady, because literally, Jonah Hill from Superbad. So we're, like, in the security lines, and you know how they, like, crisscross like that, yeah. right? So like, he's talking to his mother, like, Mom, you <laughs> You almost became a mother-in-law last night. Oh yeah, he yeah, was, yeah. She's he a, was she, smitten. Yeah, oh yeah, he was in love. He was like, she was a porn star, mom. <laughs> you know, and like all this kind Spread of stuff. Everybody's like trying to to you know eavesdrop on this conversation because he's just loud by nature. Um, long story short, we took off. I about threw up on takeoff, and then we got home. She happened to be from Atlanta. That's how Joey knew her, and they got married. They actually got married. Like four months later. Mm-hmm. And had we a kid like, together. Yeah, it was kind of oh, like, shit. wait. Wait, you, where, you... Okay, where is Brady now? <laughs> uh, he looks like a gun store or something, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, last I talked to him a year ago, he uh, manages a gun shop <laughs> in he's Georgia. He's married with a kid. He's settled down and quiet. Well, he's not married. 
anymore. Still has a kid though. And, Great story. Uh, Didn't have a half yeah, hand score. What's that? Man, I feel story. bad if Brady's kid in like 15 years finds this podcast. Mm, no one's listening. It's okay. <laughs> Yeah, that. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't share this podcast. This is not the one we want to blow up. If you, if you're Brady's son, I know it's a little late, but turn it off. Turn this off right now, daughter. Daughter. Um, <laughs> it was it was wild though, because that was like before the Hangover, the movie, and then when we watched the Hangover, we're like, yeah, it was about like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was just, Flashback, it, like nom. It was insane. I mean, it was embarrassing, but it was a lot of fun. Like, I, literally, for what, two or three years, people would, that was like the basis for our SEMA meeting conversations. They were like, So, how's your buddy? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Brady's still married. How's that going? Like, it was just became yeah. the thing. But yeah, for a while there, we used to go pretty hard. The problem was, you can't beat that. You know, like, it, it's one of those things where, like, you know those, like, epic nights, you can't prepare for them. You, people yeah. try on, like, New Year's, and it always sucks. And, it, you, like, it was just one of, we've tried for the past, what, 12 years? Well, not really. But at least for the five years after that, we were really to trying. Recreate to recreate the magic. Recreate the magic, and you just can't do it, man. It was just, it wasn't one of those nights where there was a big industry party. It was just, like, a fun night that that just got out of hand you know and it was like the perfect kind of vegas night um and yeah we've never been able to, to do that again for a while we had like the little yeah. sema like buddies that would be like come on guys go do that <laughs> night again <laughs> it's like, man, you can't force that but no man it was it was freaking it was fun man we got too bougie. We started staying in real hotels with our own bed and stuff like that. So now it just doesn't happen. I do think that that was part of the problem. And for you kids listening to this, that's part of the problem with Airbnbs. See, you get stuck. Too comfortable. You get stuck with your little niche like that. You, you gotta, yeah, you gotta stay in the slum places. You gotta pack a bunch of people in there, and that's when there's a balance between that. Um, Greg Bussell, I want to say last SEMA. He, he hooked up with like 10 or 11 other homies and they got like an Airbnb mansion. They had like oh, a piano, yeah. pool and everything indoors. I think that's the balance there. That could be the balance. Speaking of slumming it up, another awesome story was the La Quinta uh, Import Alliance in Nashville. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I remember passing by that and you guys like giggling like schoolgirls talking about that place. <laughs> <laughs> several years of debauchery and the cops are not fans of ours at all yeah i'm pretty upset when we come to town now so like if you knew import alliance from the earlier days of import alliance you know the la quinta it's kind of in this little triplet of hotels there's a couple close by or whatever and it's a total crap hole we found a knife under the bed at la quinta i we forgot did. all it's about that we found it because we were wrestling around and beating the crap out of each other and flipped the mattress over, and there was a murder weapon sitting so there between the mattress and the box spring. Nobody touch it. And they were like, hmm, sorry about that. And that was the end of the conversation. No, no, they didn't. What did they say? I can't remember. She said, 
Did, did you, you touch, touch it? it? <laughs> that, that, did that you was, touch it? We're like, we just found a knife under the mattress. And she goes, did you touch it? And we were like, we, I don't, maybe. <laughs> like, it's like they, they know they've been looking for a murder weapon. <laughs> yeah. We need to pull prints now. Did you touch it? Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude. Found it? <laughs> that place was a freaking mess. And back to Greg Bussell, I I personally credit him for a significant part of how the La Quinta just went up in a blaze of glory. <laughs> like it was insane. <laughs> it was like maybe two or three magic years. You know, you have that one great year, and everybody goes back and they tell their friends. So then the next year is kick ass. By the third year, everybody expects it, and it's still yeah. good. But like at that point, it's getting shut down before anything can really happen. And then that's that's all you usually get: three years of magic. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, nothing like that. I love my life. Uh, <laughs> Nick Russell and Nick Weir; those were the two maniac yeah. masterminds behind all the debauchery. Yeah, I've heard that name before. Nick does not screw around. Okay, so the girl. I don't remember exactly what you. This had to be like 2010, somewhere in that range. Uh, the manager, she is just not happy with her life at all. Like, well, they, a manager. They got surprised by us again. She <laughs> is not having a good time. She's like ready to quit, and she's calling all the cops, you know, and and trying to get this thing shut down. I remember, <laughs> or Nick. Like, okay, so there was, like, way, way, way too many people in the elevator. And she's, like, trying, like, with a broom handle to, like, get us out of there. And Nick somehow Spider-Man's, like, in the, can you see me? Like, in the top of the elevator like that. Like, clear he's across like the elevator. Himself up. He's, like, hitting the broom <laughs> thing, going, get down. He's, like, no, hit the clothes button. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. Finally, like, there were cops. At, like, we pulled up in Mike's truck at the time, and here oh. comes Tracy Shayhorn's name again. <laughs> like, we pull up, and all of a sudden, a beer bottle just goes across the side of the car. Like, On my truck. There's like four of us in the back of the truck because we just rode across the street. You know, he's Mike's driving. Mike's like, what the hell? And she just goes like, well, she didn't say wussy, but she basically went, wussies, for like the fourth floor of this, like Keith or whatever. It's just like, oh, Greg got everybody to roll to TP their balcony. I mean, it was just out of control. So finally the cops come in. They shut down all the outside shenanigans pretty much, uh, except Nick Weir comes back and hired a limo. And basically, I had the limo to sit in the parking lot with all of his friends just so they could antagonize the cops because the cops couldn't kick the limo out of the parking lot. Um, and then the other kick-ass thing about uh, La Quinta was it's right on one of the freeways or whatever. So, like, the cars would just kind of pair up and then go out and then hit the exit or the entrance onto the freeway and just rip by. So everybody's out in the parking lot. Everybody's drinking beer, having a great time or whatever. Or else everybody's on the balcony, like overlooking this thing. <clears throat> Cars all night long, just ripping down the freeway. And then they get off on the next exit, you know? And mm -hmm. so, but it was just, it was just awesome. You know, like all the best noises and everything like that. Um, I'm trying to think of what I'm leaving out of that one. I guess that was about it. That's crazy. That was a lot. That's a lot to take in. I don't know if you need to do <laughs> anything else. In that well, that's the problem, dude. And I don't know if <clears throat> is Import Alliance settled down a little bit, or have we just gotten old? You know, and we're not in. I that. think we're old and not getting invited to the parties anymore. <laughs> that could be it. 
Yeah. But I also, I also, <laughs> I didn't intend for this to be a rip on Airbnb because I'm actually getting into Airbnb personally before this whole, you know, pandemic. But um, I think a lot of that's kind of what started killing it, man, because these dudes started getting together and trying to rent places and then they'd start drinking and be like, well, hell, we can't go anywhere. We've been drinking, you know, and like mm. it kind of killed that hub that used to be so much fun. Either that or we got old and the stance kids came in and they were young and we didn't get invited to the parties. I don't know. Hold on. Speaking of Airbnbs, there was one awesome Airbnb party at Import Alliance Atlanta a couple of years ago. You remember? Yeah. Who was it? It was uh, Shocker Joe. Shocker Joe and those guys rented a mansion was, Airbnb. <clears throat> I think it was the Slammed Enough dudes, wasn't it? And Shocker yeah. Joe. It was like Ohio and Tennessee or, and those yeah, they yeah, all yeah. got this big mansion and and I remember that's that was where, cool because it was like, you know, they were doing a kind of like crib style filming in there and stuff. Yeah. And But you would go in and it was like a 12 car garage and you opened up all the garage and it's all Hondas and Nissans and Toyotas <laughs> and stuff in there instead of like Ferraris and Lambos. Yeah. That was but pretty cool. The whole time, you know, they were trying to do it like crib style and mm. Shocker Joe got that girl <laughs> again. It's kind Making of in the hot cool. tub. Yeah. He got her in the hot tub and then somehow somebody was like, take off your shirt. <laughs> He was like, if you say so. He was like, really? <laughs> but um, yeah. no, yeah, that was. I've heard that one. You've heard that story? Yeah, yeah. Because he was as and shocked was as anybody. <laughs> that was life. pretty fun. That's where we met Chris Stewart like, from. Like sitting in the foyer, smoking a, a like a like a vape cigar or, or a vape um pipe or something. It was like something very old timey and rustic looking and just kind of like <laughs> greeting people as they came in the door. That was his whole job for the yeah. night. Remember <laughs> it was like he's like, all right, so if you don't know Chris Stewart, he runs grid life. He's <laughs> freaking genius. I mean the guy is like, you know, light years ahead of all of us. Uh, as far as marketing and, and creativity and stuff like that. But he's a total hipster. So he looks like Gordon's fisherman. You know what I mean? Like he had the beard and he had like his legs crossed and he was in this nice leather chair with his little pipe. And remember his buddy was with him and the two okay. of them were like Monopoly, man. They were just like, ha, 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 ha. Look at that over there. That's spectacular. Look at that. And they're like narrating the night or something. So stupid, dude. That's like, I, that's, that, that's when we met Chris, man. Man, I and and that's funny to me because Chris Stewart, like me knowing Chris Stewart as the grid life Chris Stewart, when you see him, he is in the game. Oh, like, yeah. There is no times to play. He's like, he's like, hey, high five, how you doing? I gotta go kick this out, this dude out who's got the bar upside down or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then he rides off on his little JDM right hand drive golf cart van yes. thingy or whatever that he's got but yeah I mean, back in those earlier days i mean you know it, it it hadn't exploded like that grid life hadn't you know so when grid life caught fire man it went fast and and yeah now chris is swamped mm -hmm. so but yeah again those were the good old days man it was funny yeah Fun. dude grid life midwest i don't remember half of it Oh my gosh. You guys want to tell the Slinky Man story? <laughs> is this the first Slinky Man story at Michigan or was it the first of no, the first time? Won. Well, I was not really Slinky Boy in Vegas. Michigan is where I experienced the nah, most. Bully was the one that we were worried about in Vegas. Well, explain. Why are you, oh, why are you worried? <laughs> no, okay. So, Bully the year before. Oh, that's one thing with Paul. 
Yeah, and I blame Mike Sanders for that because I was trying to ease back on the carbs and we were sitting at grid life. That blame Honda. Huh? Blame no. Honda. No, I blame, well, yeah. Yeah, and all their frou-frou <laughs> food, man. Yeah, we went to like a super, super high-end expensive dinner where they're like, here comes your 15th appetizer, sir, and it's like a bite of kale and, uh, you know, like fish eggs or something. And that's no, pretty it much was, it. It was weirder than that. It was some weird <laughs> stuff. It was weirder than that. It was delicious. <laughs> it was not filling and it was not helping to hold these no, back. No, no, no. And they were only serving wine. So mm. it was wine and like glitter. No, no. They were, they, were, they were serving whiskey too. That was where it went downhill. So we were drinking whiskey See? for like two hours. While they I did not know that. Food. <laughs> <laughs> but. And I was smart because I actually listen. plan out my days for semen. I'm like, wow, man. I have like 18 meetings tomorrow. I'm going to go back to the hotel. Well, he's like, nope, going to old Vegas. I'm okay. trying to let him talk and not interrupt, but he's not being fair because if we back it up two months or, or maybe three months prior, we're at grid life. I'm trying to watch the carbs and we're drinking beer. And he looks over and he goes, I don't get it because you won't eat a sandwich, but you'll drink beer all day. That's like eating like two loaves of bread. And I went, what? <laughs> and he was like, That's like beer has carbs. And I was like, well, then I won't drink beer ever again. So I quit drinking beer. And I don't, I, the only time you'll really catch me like partying is at car events these days. I don't drink at home, you know, like, so, you know, a couple months goes by. We get to Vegas. I hadn't partied with my car buddies in a while. We're at this Honda party. Uh, Honda Pro Jason sitting across the table from us. And then a bunch of suits. You know, and so as we keep drinking, me and Honda Pro Jason are like, you know, understanding what's going on here. And uh, and as that night comes to an end, and apparently there was whiskey there, he goes, yo, let's get a limo and go to Old Vegas. And I was like, I'm in. And Mike was like, I'm out. And I was like, what? So Mike just totally bitches out. And I don't know, takes a little. You can't say that. YouTube is mad. <laughs> We've been well, doing so well until that moment. I didn't say that. YouTube, I didn't say nothing. <laughs> so he gets on a little pink scooter and rides back to our <laughs> hotel and goes to bed with Yousef. <laughs> and, yeah, right. uh, and me and, um, me and uh, Paul, Mike's friend, who's cooler than Mike, who just happened to be coming to, to see him with us. <clears throat> He helped us put a, uh, a supercharger on Mike's Mustang. So to thank him, we took him to SEMA. Took him to Vegas. And yeah, this dude's fun and knows how to party. He was like, I'm in. No, actually, he wasn't at the Honda party. So we yeah, got- Yeah, no, he met, he met you out there. Yeah, I you, remember- You went, you, you we, went, we went our separate ways and I was going back because he like left SEMA that day totally tired and just done and went back to I the remember. hotel and went back to sleep while we went to this frou-frou Honda dinner. I remember busting in and being like, get the hell up, we're going to old Vegas. And he was like, okay. <laughs> he got up, no questions asked. And that's when I was like, you are so much cooler than Mike. And, uh, and we went Ouch, to old Vegas. Man, Jesus. We went to old Vegas. It was Halloween. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was Halloween, which Hunter's going to know about this in a year, but I don't even know Hunter at this point in my life. And so um, they have this band at Old Vegas that's playing all the hair metal stuff, and I'm like which, in the zone. Yeah. Orange bandana. If, if you need a place to party, like truly party all night long on Halloween night, 
Old Vegas is the best place in the entire world. I don't care what any other big city says. Old Vegas, the slums of Vegas. Like it is. It, it is, is the easy, slums wild. It is and it is slutty. Awesome. Dirty. In the casinos, and every step is just a puff of just caked nicotine from the cigarettes. Oh, yeah. The uh, weird thing is these people like dress up as like zombies or like girls that are like really pretty girls will have their makeup done, but then their face looks like it was eaten off. You know, like, these, I mean, it's Vegas. These girls are like the best in the world at makeup. You know what I mean? And like, <clears throat> and they never break character. So like, you're kind of like going through the crowd and there'll be like six zombies that are just like dragging their foot and they just never break character. <laughs> and you're like, man, this place is freaking weird, man. You know, and, and especially when you've been partying at the Honda party, you know? <laughs> so uh, Paul is playing catch up. Me and Honda Pro Jason, at least in my mind, are on the same wavelength here. I don't know if he was or not, but we're having a great old time. Um, and then, you know, things got hazy and we don't want to talk about it. And you know, Well, he didn't make it to SEMA the next day, so Mike had to do all the work. <laughs> just leave it at that. <laughs> Dude, I remember. I'm going to tell the story just because it was funny <clears throat> in my mind. I woke up on the floor of the bathroom uh, and I kind of came to and everything got like unblurry and there was just vomit everywhere <laughs> <laughs> like everywhere there's like a bathroom inside of a bathroom so you have like the bathroom yeah. and then like the Damn. commode area is like walled off and has this glass frosted glass wall and it was just like somebody gotten shot <laughs> like I mean it was just like splattered he pukes everywhere except the toilet and I was crazy hungover, but I was also in like survival mode and cover it up mode, you know? And so I'm like cleaning this up and I was like, oh my God, okay, I got to get to bed, man. God only knows what time it is. And I slide the door open and the sun's out and Mike's <laughs> looking at me and he's just like, you suck. I'm, I'm going to see him. And like, they had all gotten ready. It had two bathrooms in the place we were at. And so they had all gotten ready apparently and, and we're gone. And... <clears throat> So anyway, uh, that was the, the end funniest of part of that whole thing for me was that we were on a, a group chat and apparently you and Paul at some point, like right when it started to go really downhill for you that night, <laughs> you Once got again, lost. You guys got separated. Oh, that's and right. Your text that's messages right. got like progressively drunker. It was like, <laughs> where are so you? It's a transcript of your. I can't blur you. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I remember sitting there. I went to the bathroom, and when I came out of the bathroom, I was like, "Where the hell am I?" It's like everything is like dark and blue, and I don't remember which way I came out. I was like, "They're gone. They're freaking gone. I'm never gonna see them again." And so uh, I, I remember sitting there trying to text, and I was sitting there watching. I was like, "Why are my fingers not doing what I'm trying to get them to do?" But again, guys, you know. Just don't hang out with Mike and that kind of stuff won't happen because it's, <laughs> it's all because he told me I couldn't drink beer. So I was no! drinking whatever they were giving me as if it was be stronger beer. than that. Yeah, you got to watch. Yeah. You got to watch the pace, man. I don't know. I, got away from I didn't drink at all before meeting Mike. Before meeting Mike? <laughs> yeah, before meeting Mike. I, when we went to Vegas, I, I had not drank a drop what the first saying? time. And then Mike was like, Everybody you're getting here. drunk. Everybody here listening, all five of you, don't drink with Hunter. He turns into this like slinky oh man. God. <laughs> and it's it's just this like 
six foot something ridiculous baby that you have to take care of until he like is able to function again. <laughs> Correction. Okay. I can Wooly did not take care of anybody. Wait, 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 wait. For, I, I, know I've, I know I've been talking. I I've been talking a lot. I've been talking a lot. So I want to set the stage. And then I don't know, Jesse can maybe talk about the grid life hunter because he was the one that like really got screwed over by that deal. But, um, Okay, so Hunter basically in the springtime starts hanging out with us. Um, and, you know, he's like a total just five-year-old. Like, you know, you give him a beer and he's like, yeah, I don't like the taste of this. And he's like, oh, God, okay, this is going to be fun. So when we go to SEMA is on Halloween night, the night after my night. So I'm kind of taking it easy. Like, I, I remember. and uh, <clears throat> But we're all still partying and having a good time. So that's Hunter's first time, like with the honey whiskey or whatever we were drinking that night. Oh and he, God, he, that he was like, now this I like. And so he's making the woolly mistake, it's drinking like it like it's, yeah, drinking it like it's beer. And uh, so you have your first kind of experience there, but you held it together at least as much as the rest of us did. So yeah. no harm, no foul. But then, he got irritated with him, but that was about the that was about the extent of it. Yeah, whatever. Then we go with the Type R to Grid Life Midwest, and I guess you hadn't. That was you. You hadn't partied since then, so you he hadn't found limits. He had, he was drinking in SEMA, but I want to say Mike bought the bottle and got upset that somebody was drinking the bottle that he bought and took it from Hunter before he could like take it all. Yeah, you had to watch early Hunter because he's like a sneaky drinker. Like, yeah. he's kind of weird. Like, he'll like kind of turn around and just and then come back. Yeah, you, <laughs> bought, you bought the honey whiskey at um, you bought it at Old Vegas. That yeah, one store that, that stays open. I don't remember. Well, I remember that you bought that there, and I remember like there was a part of the night you were like the hell happened to my whiskey and hunter's over here giggling yeah, like hunter's hunter's a little sneaky drunk man he just gets your bottle and all of a sudden where the hell did this go oh no you can't do it like that so mm -hmm. so all right so yeah all right <clears throat> six months later we're at grid life midwest um jesse yeah is this the night that matt <laughs> so stole our car <laughs> or, or, <is> this <laughs> oh my night? god i didn't think you were gonna talk about that <laughs> I mean, it has to be said, just to set the stage, is that grid life's a long day. We went to go eat, right, with some other people. Um, we were just coming back for a minute. That was the deal, because Matt, our video guy for the Type R, was tired. And we're like, all right, fair enough. We're only going to go back for a second. We got to grab something. But then we got back, and we see oh, Levi. Wow. What's that? And we're liars. We knew we were going to stay. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you go back and you see people and you start talking and, and, and one thing led to another. Was that the same night or was that the night after? I can't remember. Anyway. It's the same night. For whatever reason, we end up at, uh, at Grid Life during like the festival part of Grid Life, like at night, you know? And all right. So that's the stage. Jesse, so, what happens to old... Noodle Boy Hunter at that point. Well, first, I think we step away from y'all two so that we could film some stuff first. Um, and we're having a couple drinks, but when we meet up back with you guys, somebody has a bottle. And within a 30-minute time span, I'm, I'm out filming. I come back, and Hunter 
has downed a bottle of something. And I recognize it. I go use the restroom real quick. And he comes in to go use the restroom. I leave the restroom and I'm waiting for him. I realize five minutes have gone past. Hunter's in the bathroom making homies with (laughs) random people. And I'm like, Hunter, what the hell are you doing? Hey, man, these are my homies, man. Friends. They're my friends. I'm like, wash your damn hands. Let's go. And so we make it back. And so, like, we're hanging out at Levi's uh levi's little area and we're just chilling and i'm just seeing hunter like slowly melt just 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 become slinky boy just just falling down on himself basically because i remember me and mike and levi were in some sort of conversation jesse you were playing it too and then all of a sudden levi looks over and goes dude he's like you okay bro?" (laughs) i remember hunter tried to get up to get something like 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 a, a beer or something and he couldn't do it. Like he could not muster the strength and the coordination to actually get his arms to function to move out of the chair he was in. And Levi was the coolest. Like he was, he was so cool about it. It's cool. Like it's, it's like, hey man, you're gonna feel on, terrible. Happens to everybody. Or <laughs> two. First of all, hold on, hold on. Let me say this. I don't remember this at all. I am already so gone yeah. that I don't remember this at this point. However, the next grid life, grid life south. I see Levi. I turn, make eye contact with him. Haven't seen him since this night. And he immediately burst into tears of laughter. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you laughing at? And he's like, all I can see when I look at you now is you just like commando crawling across in between two race cars, blowing chunks. <laughs> so that was the worst part. So, so earlier that day, uh, Hunter went to go buy some grid life swag and of course, he gets there at the very end when they're sold out of everything. So he gets this like flesh-colored hoodie, right? I you know love I mean? that hoodie. hoodie, hoodie. Okay. Like, so he looks like some chick named Abby's new new purchase as he's walking around. Let's call Captain <laughs> Willie. <laughs> and he's just like flopping all over the ground, crawling, puking everywhere. And we're having a fight now at this point about which car are we going to put him in because at this point, Matt brought us our car back. Uh, and he hitched uh, wait, long else. before we made any decisions on that, he started to cough around Levi's area. So I was the one who helped him get up. Yeah, he was did. loose. He was, I mean, his legs zero function. I'm like, all right, man, you just stand up. I'm basically army crawling him you know, to the parking lot away from the grass area. So at least we could see where he's blowing chunks at. And he's chilling. I lean him up against the door. And I go sit back down, and I look over at him, and he's healed over, and it's just like running down his arms. <laughs> yeah. Next and this is, this is where we found out that Hunter sneaks little drinks, because we're just all sitting there going, how the hell did this happen? It was like a light switch. He was fine. Like, like what's the deal? Yeah. Because he kept turning around and just going, go, go. And just back around like that. So, Hunter, I hope your family's not listening to this. Oh my gosh. I'm it's sure a, they already. I remember it's a long car ride home. I remember oh I am basically oh my God. Let me interject. not giving a single Let crack. me interject there. First of all, I'm trying to get Hunter into the car. And first of all, we have to like clear out half okay. of the vehicle, the Honda Pilot. Jesse is dad now. Jesse is just. I like, drove the Type R. I'm so I disappointed in you. I'm going to take you home. We're going to talk about this tomorrow. So, like, Jesse has gone into dad mode. 
Well, okay, so and Wooly's gone full child. He's got Molly Crew <laughs> blaring in the Honda Pilot. I'm driving. Hunter's in the back, healed over, and I hear him like making active like throat sounds. So I'm like, all right, shit, he's gonna go all over my camera equipment. Hunter, I need you. I need you to put your head out the window. And he's there for like five seconds, and I'm driving, and Wooly's just like. Not he was making it. the most god awful noises too. I remember. that. Wooly he t- kept saying weird stuff. What was he saying? He was like, "Dad." <laughs> so, so I look back and he's healed over inside the car. I'm like, "Hey, bud, I need you to put your head out the window." He's like, "I can't do it." I'm like, "Wooly, you need to you need to get him to put his head out the window." Wooly's like, "No, I'm not doing it." Turns up the volume even more. I'm like, Hunter, you need to put your head out the window. He's like, I can't. I'm like, Hunter, you need to. I can't. (laughs) And I'm like, Wooly, get the fuck back there because I'm not going to have him blow shit all over my camera equipment. And Wooly's just turning up the volume. And by the time we get to the Airbnb, mind you, it was like, what, a five-minute drive? And eventually – he threw up on the side, and it ended up on the side of the Honda Pilot. And by this time, I'm like trying to like hold him over and push him out while I have one arm on the steering the steering wheel. And while he's just sitting there, listening to Motley Crue at like volume fifty thousand. <laughs> All right, hold on. So Jesse's a saint so far, but then me with the problem to be dad. So he tags me in. These two assholes both go inside, and I'm like, "Where's Hunter at?" I go to the other side of the pilot. He is literally, the door is open. He fell out of the pilot. He's like choking himself on the seat belt. Okay. I got to undo him from his little bondage situation he's gotten himself into. I remember he's that. In the house. I remember I got out of the car and I went, come on, Hunter. And I opened up the door and he just went, what? No, dude. As soon as I park, you reach behind you. Before you even um, put your seatbelt off, reach behind you and open the door. And all I heard was, I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm getting my shit on the side. This is your problem. He's your intern, not mine. Yeah, so so I had to deal with it. So so I go to bring him in the house. Of course, we were in an awesome Airbnb. It was an awesome house right on a lake, but it only had one bathroom. Which was a friend of mine randomly. Yeah. Yeah, that was random. We got the Airbnb and then found out it's like a family member of his. Yeah. So, uh, so I take him, I put him in the tub, like not even just in the bathroom, like literally force him in the tub and just, I stay there until he is asleep. So I'm like, great, clean up. I go get in my bed. And I guess about an hour later, I hear Matt, our video guy, just yelling, Mike, Mike, come out there. Slinky boy has, has worked his way out of the bathtub and... <laughs> Caterpillar crawled all the way back <laughs> back into the living room where Matt is sleeping and he's just projectile vomiting on the floor. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Screaming for his father the whole time, by the way, which, which uh, you know, Hunter's dad. I don't know, man. What, what, what is happening there? Yeah, now that I think about it, I don't think things were ever the same with us and Matt again. No. <laughs> Yeah, from that. In hindsight, that might have been our fault. But let me just say, I woke up in my bed perfectly fine the next day. I was like ready to go to the track until we got into the car. Oh my god! Yes. Okay. So I woke up. I as soon as I like we got there, I unpacked all my stuff. I started uploading content and and got to bed. I woke up and Hunter just happened to be in the bunk bed right next door. <laughs> 
And I was skeptical. I woke up and I was like, ah, is he okay? Is he about to blow his sh- shit all over again? <laughs> Eventually, he gets his shit together, gets in the car, and he seems fine. You know, obviously, he's got a hangover. He's got glasses on. He's I've got him drinking water. And I look back and he's got this face. And I'm like, yeah, it's happening. And so he leans over and, of course, lays streak marks on the side of the Honda. Yeah. Poor Honda Pilot, all right? That poor Honda Pilot, man. It didn't a lot. Dude, that's why in the reviews I when I... In the in the in the reviews where I say the pilot is like durable, it's like man, this thing can really just <laughs> you can make a mess in this car and it can clean up and you'll never know the difference. It is a very <laughs> utilitarian thing. Yeah, that's how we know. Uh, I remember Hunter finally shows up at the track the next afternoon, basically, and uh, and he's like, "Oh man, I'm supposed to go for a drift ride along. Where's my helmet? Has anybody seen my helmet?" And I was like, "Uh uh-uh. uh." No, <laughs> like I literally, so. you're he's not like, having a dead flag. A drift car, go sitting on a pile. You're in timeout. He's like, I gotta go ride in with Chelsea. <laughs> I like Kelsey. He's like, here's my helmet. He's like, no, absolutely not. Yeah, I was. So yeah, I was. The next morning, we had like organized. We were supposed to film and Kelsey uh, Rowling, you know, the Formula Drift Pro Two driver. Um, we were supposed to ride in her car. And so, like, we kind of, like, we went through a lot of effort to organize that. So, I was like, I have got to get in this car. And, like, as I grab my helmet, Mike takes the helmet from me. And he goes, Hunter, you are not getting in that car. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I've got to. And Jesse's like, don't worry, bud. I got you. So, I went and got on the Honda Pilot. I guess I fell asleep. And I woke up to Eli Bowman. Shout out to Eli. The videographer for Grid Life, like all the main hype videos you see of Grid Life, Eli makes these. I wake up, my foot out of the window of the driver's seat of the pilot, and Eli videoing me like a little schoolgirl going, <laughs> how you doing, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, go away, Eli. Yeah, that was – so from my perspective that night, I know I had drank a couple of beers. I remember at some point somebody had brought some honey whiskey. We went out into Tent City. Um, I remember being out there, vibing out there. Then we went to the silent. That was the day that was the day where that huge storm came through and destroyed all the tents. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then I remember going to the silent disco and Willie being like, "What is this garbage? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> these, <laughs> all these grumpy old man. This is stupid." Well, that's how yeah. I was reacting <laughs> to my Tennessee whiskey. Damn but, kids. I remember yeah. that. I do vaguely remember being in the bathroom because I do remember. I don't remember going to the bathroom, but I remember Jesse coming in and me going, yo, these are my homies. And Jesse's like, why are you making homies in the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, that's about all I remember. I of that or, or something from that evening. I remember. I do remember you making like an Instagram story or something about it. But yeah, I have not. I have not drank whiskey since that day. Probably I for the best. It's all about finding your limits. It. It's all about yeah, finding limits. That yeah, we got. Mean you found your limit. The problem yeah, is we blew yeah. right past them. So <laughs> we don't even know exactly where they are. They're just somewhere <laughs> in there. <laughs> Dude, it was. It was bad. Like. That's the worst I think I've ever felt. I did not feel okay until we were halfway home, because that was that that next day was the day we left to come home, 
from grid life and you know granted we had to drive the type r back from you know michigan to atlanta so i was basic i, I remember woolly was mad because i was riding with woolly in a type r and he was like you were the worst travel partner ever <laughs> you just sleep <laughs> granted i had to, I, we were in big back Marco harnessed in and i'm like strapped to this car just <laughs> gone he ain't going nowhere Dude, no. it was it was rough. That's the worst I've ever felt. Oh man! Oh, you're breaking oh, up. Gone. You're doing so good. Come on, it's an Alabama it's... internet. Oh, there we go. I so, in conclusion, S three is not drink. a What's in that? conclusion, yeah. we all need to go to rehab because telling these stories back to back like that makes me know no now that oh, I have my. a drinking problem. And it's all your fault. All you guys, it's your fault. But like Hunter's story, I was like, wow, this is we got we got issues. But <laughs> in our in our defense, yeah, the car community is weird like that because how many of our friends are the same way that we're unless we're all lying to each other, but like CRS photo, um, Scott from Grip Royal, all these dudes that like will kind of party with. We they're all like, yeah, I don't drink at all when I'm at home. It's just mm-hmm. you assholes. Yeah. And I'm like, but yeah. it's just you assholes that we drink with. So <laughs> apparently, apparently this car scene does something to us. I don't know exactly what it is, but yeah, I'm normally a, a good little boy when I'm just hanging out around Same. home. I don't. I don't go hit bars. I don't go out. I don't, you know, I just Dude, whatever. Speaking, I don't know why, but this just came to my head. I remember me and Jesse walking through Tent City. Yeah, I remember Tent that. Tent City, Tent City at it's a long, deep, like in the woods. So we're at the very back, and me and Jesse are about to turn around because we're like, man, there's nothing going on back here until we spot a golf cart, right? On the back of this golf cart, just completely slumped with his head back, is none other than the voice of Formula Drift himself, Jared DeAnda. If you were heard in an accident of Drift, it's Jared DeAnda's voice. Jared is gone. And so me and Jesse pass by, and then we stop, and we're like, yo, because like, there's not a friend in sight. Like We don't know how he got back here with all these pedestrians, and it's just slumped. So we're like All me and Jesse, we're like yo, people. yeah, we're like we're like Jesse. We gotta help him. And so we walk up, we walk up, and you know we, we've done a podcast with him. You can go back and listen to our podcast with Jared. He knows us. He's a homie. But me and Jesse are like, yo, Jared, you Jared, you're okay. And he sits up and he goes, yeah, what's up, man? I'm Jared. <laughs> and we're like. We're like, we're like, oh man, dude. He's like, you good? And about that time, once again, none other in the distance do we hear scream, but Greg Bussell just <laughs> off in some tent, and he's just yelling. <laughs> and so Jared hears Greg, and then all of a sudden, Jared just goes, <laughs> in this crowd of people. And me and Jesse are just like, what's going on right now? And then that's how we discovered the party bullies. Nice. Show did. Yeah, Jared went from zero to 100. We went from like, do we need to resuscitate him to we need a tranquilizer real quick. <laughs> he, went from, he went from absolutely slumped to firing up a two stroke margarita machine. Oh, yeah, yeah he did do that. That was pretty awesome. Yep. 
Well, yeah. grid life will bring it out of you, that's for sure. So, it's a fun time. If you've never been... It's a must-see for a car guy, for sure. Yeah. Well, we're at 55 minutes. Have we told enough stories? <laughs> yeah, I'm thoroughly embarrassed. A couple too many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I promise, guys, we're, we're a lot more responsible, at least I hope we are, in our day-to-day lives. Um, but I, I, yeah, I guess that does it up for this week. I think we're talking about doing more than one podcast a week moving forward, right? We're going to give it a shot. So they might be a little bit shorter, not quite the 45-minute mark. So have that to look forward to. Of course, we're still waiting. You know, the whole coronavirus thing, it's stupid crazy. We're still working on getting the new issue out. It's going to be cool. Um, but until then, go check us out. All our social medias, of course, www.s3mag.com. And one thing that I want to do is leave you guys with a question. What is the dumbest story that you've ever had with your car buddies, whether it be at an event, you know, just in the garage at home? We've all done something stupid with our car buddies. So what's your story? But until then, guys, we'll see you next time. Have a good week.